Hello everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. Get it. And I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year veterans of Wall Street firms. 20. We've, okay, we have this argument. Uh, so no, we don't. There's no, nothing to argue about. Uh, it's 20 for uh, me, so you can't say we're 25. That's true. I've completely lost my place. Let's see. We've taken on secret identities, disguised our voices to bring you our candid stock picks out of Value Line's weekly investment survey. Uh, we've been getting together Fridays for about 25 years. We have a couple of adult beverages, and uh, now with the uh, wonders of technology, we just simply record that. Uh, we always are uh, fairly poorly prepared, and uh, we're here just to give you a few ideas each week. We should give you some disclosures. This is for entertainment purposes only. We understand. No need to write. Hours in. mainly. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not entertaining. Don't write in and tell us that. We already know that. Uh, and uh, it's, but it's for entertainment. The lawyers say to be sure to tell all of you that we uh, are just trying to be entertaining. We come very poorly prepared. We do, but, but we do take it seriously. We take it seriously. We're analysts, after we all. We do this Anal for a living. Is in that word. <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of conflicts of interest, so we try to disclose them, even though it's entertaining, uh, that we own a lot of these stocks. These stocks come out of our own portfolios. Um, and so you can read all about us at www.stock. Well, when we don't, we. I but say you should so. assume they do. We often are owning it, have owned it, etc. You know, but uh, you can read all about us and where we come from at the W. What's our address? www.thevalueguys.com. And there's pictures of us there, even though they're secret pictures. Okay. Well, in disguise. In disguise, right? This week we're looking at the July 13th, Friday, the 13th, 2007 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. It's been a good week for value investors. Stocks doing well. We had a great day yesterday. Dow at record highs. So it apparently all the bad news is uh, being, you know, uh, considered as it should what be. Bad with news? a grain of salt. <laughs> well, that things might get worse. That's the bad news. <laughs> oh. Things could get bad someday. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to be back. Is that back. the latest word from Wall Street? That's what somebody's things saying. Things could change things in could the get, future. Things could get bad. And, but, you know, record corporate profits. Uh, U.S. growth is, you know, softening but strong. Mm. Unemployment. Global growth, lows. though. Europe booming for the first Interest time rates in a low, decade. And uh, productivity high due to marrying smart people with money to uh, high productivity machines like computers and the Internet, et cetera. Anyway, I'm going to come back at the back half of the show with a couple of ideas uh, out of the Value Guys toolkit. But happily this week, we're going to have the more interesting and better ideas up front. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just skip ahead, everyone. Uh, you know. Val, Val's going to be on at the back half of the show. But I'm going to be here with Verigee, which I've never heard of, but like. Pitney Bowes, an old-time favorite. And uh, one other one here, Standard Register, which I think has learned that there's uh, distribution channels aside from paper. So Is that like cha-ching? Yeah. No, I don't know. No. I'll talk about it. Anyway, let me introduce, with uh, very little fanfare, Vern Value this week. Ta-da. And all of it deserved, right? And that allows me to get to the real important part for me sitting here. I'm lured here by Vern uh, with a martini. So thank you, Vern. Here, let's do a good show. Here. To here the, let's toast to the here. show. There we go. At the cabin again. Or at the cabin. Absolutely. You know, it's that time of year, right? We're going to probably spend a lot of time at the cabin this year. It's cabin cabin time. Cabin weather. Um, so what do my, you got? The first stock I'm going to talk small to big, okay? So I'm going to start with something called... And I'm not familiar with this company, Semi Tool. The symbol is SMTL. Uh, Value Line, uh, Value Line doesn't like this. They rated for, uh, they lowered their rating to that in May of this year, and uh, and certainly can't 
fault them depending on when they actually made the call because the stock's down huge. Uh, at nine and a half bucks recently, uh, compared with over 14 earlier this year, a high over 14 the year before. In fact, for the last eight years, this stock has had a high of at least, what, 11 and three quarters? Ern, i got to say I'm losing you. I'm losing you. I'm talking about high I don't know. stock price. I don't know. I, I saw a deer, and it, it scared me, and then I, I suddenly wasn't listening that well. I don't know. I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, the point being that, uh, that you look at this chart. It, I mean, the stock seems to cycle up and down annually, and it looks like we're near the trough of this year's down cycle in the stock price. Could uh, be, but I see, this says 32 times earnings to me, $9. No, it's actually 60 times earnings. Okay. Uh, relative P, three times, but... Um, you know, earnings per share is not always the uh, best indicator. No, of value, I have one right? like that. True. Um, and I'm, I, and I even, you know, look, I've got a note here. Could be early, right? Could be early. Could be early with this. Or call. wrong. Okay. That was famous words. The, well, the stock's down what? Forty uh, more I than don't a know. third. Twenty-five yeah. percent uh, since Value Line's April report. According to them, they reported a revenue decline, fairly substantial one. The Value Line looks for three more of them. So annualize a weak market and then start going back up. I don't know if that's an insightful call or not, but if they're right, I, I don't. I think you have an opportunity here to pick this thing off um, at a low point. And you know, looking back at their history, uh, historically, after sales have bottomed, they double then within the next two to four years. So uh, I'm looking at, and Value Line's got a pretty strong, uh, you know, the, the forecast for out there in the future yeah. at some point in time. Yeah, future time. Right, but, well, but that, that means it's maybe not a bad estimate of peak earnings power. Well, they're saying I 300, think that's what they're going for. They're there, saying actually. 380 million of sales. How about 400? Or if I'm going to double off of the bottom that they say we'll see this year, I'd be at 450 uh, with an with a EBITDA margin of perhaps 16% instead of the 15 they're using and backed up by... A historical average, 2000, 2001. I can get into the mid-60s, even as high as $70 see, when I see peak When I see EBITDA. a return on capital over the years that they've put up, it and just valuation tells me right not now, proprietary. There's virtually no debt, uh, $15 million in debt, $300 million market cap. Um, so I'm five times or less peak earnings potential, or peak EBITDA potential at uh, Semi-Tool. And I think, uh, I think on that basis, I'm interested in experimenting with... Uh, the cyclical pattern and uh, the way the stock acts. They've been, they've taken salary cuts. So there's a seven percent reduction in the workforce. Looks like uh, they're doing the things you'd want them to do. So, uh, you know, check into the fundamentals. But uh, SMTL looks definitely do that. Semi tool. Semi tool. Okay. I'm not great? even going there. This is like, you know, this is like. Acme rope or something. Semi tool. What do they make? Well, they I don't make even want to go tools. there. It just sounds like the name, uh, nickname I had for a, a, you know, I, a roommate. Actually, once. I'm sorry. I never so. said what the company does. No, they, I was pondering. They make that. wet chemical <clears throat> processing equipment used to fabricate semiconductor devices. Major, Commodity. Major That's product all. lines, metal deposition systems, and spray cleaning equipment used to electroplate copper, gold, and other metals. They have one plant in Montana. Kind of like them just for that. If you can do business and stay in business in Montana, you're probably foreign not sales seventy five percent of total. So they're doing you know big business in Asia as you have to in that industry. Um, and I've got another one in the uh, semiconductor capital equipment space, and we may have talked about this stock before. Uh, KLIC, 
Is this, have I recommended this or have you? Uh, you know, I don't know. I, don't, us I think you we have. Should, I wouldn't. We should go back I don't think and I look. Do. And the stock's been working for about the last year. So I, I feel pretty confident that we caught mm-hmm. this one if we went back and checked it. Recently, 10.5 or yeah. thereabouts. Value line rates at a 3. Uh, recently, around 10.5. That is 21 times earnings, but earnings down. Uh, value line says 70 cents this year versus $1.27 last year. If uh, I'm sorry, that's uh, cash flow per share. If I look at earnings per share, 35 down from 88. Okay, so, so uh, yeah. at 75 cents of earnings per share, which is what they're looking for in 08. Next year, yeah. I've got more like 13 or 14 times earnings. Doesn't look terribly expensive. Uh, it's about nine times the gross cash flow number they're looking for in 08, a dollar 20. Roughly flat with 06. Um, this is a stock that also has a lot of history at. Uh, Price is substantially above where we are. And even with all this bad news going on, the stock prices continued to rally. And this tells me that the market's looking at Kulik and Soften saying, you know, contrary to what some people have feared about this business in the past, there is a sustainable revenue model here. And they should be able to sustain revenue at higher trough levels than they have in the past, or the stock wouldn't have continued to work. Um, this company. Um, well, sometimes you, they earn decent returns, and then sometimes they don't. Man, oh, yeah, no, historically. To manufacture, assemble, there. and test. What happened here? Semiconductor oh, two devices. something went terribly wrong. Yeah, you may have heard of the TMT bubble. Uh, let, me let, let me think about hmm. this. Let me, I'll Technology, look that did that all, media, did all the breakdown for telecom. Back then? Okay, yeah. so... Uh, you know, Assembly. the stock really hasn't done anything since that time. But, but actually, if you you know, since mid '04, it's gone sideways on a relative basis. So again, and, and look at how the chart straightened itself out over that. They same could get a multiple if they would just name themselves something pronounceable. In my opinion. So they, well, the symbol is well, click. I guess is well, a, click a is a nice way, to, way of saying what their uh, symbol. They is. make uh, wire bonders a, about a, half uh, of sales show. and packaging materials about half of sales. So there's a healthy mix of consumables in here i think besides just the equipment business you may want to check that um what else foreign sales 88 percent of total and of course that's where all the growth and around the world is and the valuation argument here i think is sort of similar with, as it is with semi-tool recognizing that this is a very cyclical industry um peak revenue potential value line says 950 million i i'd argue that it's probably closer to a billion uh, maybe a 15% margin there. They've done 18 in the past. They did better than 15 in 04. So they give me $150 million of EBITDA at peak. Did you say what these guys do? Currently, I don't yeah, I did. Oh, what? Yeah, they make equipment. They make uh, assembly equipment, assembly primarily wire equipment. bonders. I should pay better attention. Um, $600 million of equity, $200 million of debt, but an excess $100 million on the balance sheet. So about a $700 million um, uh, enterprise value. On current EBITDA of around 40, it's a big well, that's a multiple. a couple of bucks in cash. But it's less than 10 times the number that Value Line's looking for in 08. And I, I think they could, the number could be $150 million out a couple more years, in which case, again, less than five times peak EBITDA potential. Um, not terribly expensive. They've got several new products in the market, according to Value Line. Um, you know, they've got a, a, a down cycle and demand going on right now. But if it, uh, if it bottoms out quickly, as Value Line's calling for it to, and it's hard for me to believe they'd be much different than consensus on a cyclical call like that. Uh, if it works, 
I think you make a lot of money in both of these stocks. Hmm. Uh, KLIC. Bold call by Vern right. And then I'm going to renew a call on a more public, a more visible name, oh, perhaps. Oh, man, come on, man. That we've talked about in the past. The stock's we've been working. We've talked about so, this. I've okay. done this one. And I've done it as well. General okay. Electric, GE's a symbol. Listen, look at we that relative performance. Life. They, they not e- if you own the stock. Echo look at the relative performance since well, 2000. They're turning themselves into everybody's into favorite green story. You know what they do? They tell everyone they're doing the right thing and whatever the you know market wants to hear. Meantime, they just continue to lever up and add financial services companies. Right now, they're they're the biggest loser in the subprime. They're not continuing problem. to lever up. They've been continuing to unwind yeah, their exposures. Don't buy there. everything you you're going to see them there. exit the sub subprime market. That's because they just lost five hundred million. No, yeah, they lost more than they said they were going right. to a quarter before. I guess they've got some gains they can I'm use. I'm just saying, to go back, that. look over history. The secret here is in 1983 when Jack Welch came in, this company had no debt. Now they're 95 percent debt. This to thing's capital. been underperforming really since and sometime it, in 2000. They're but only it's starting edge. to flatten out on a relative basis. Their only edge is cost of capital and We're at a size. discount to the market. Starting to work against them on on PE. Do not got like. a nearly three percent yield. Our call in the low 30s, I think, was break this puppy up. Okay, and I think. You know, you're starting to see some of that activity. You are. Some of the, you, I think you can get some of the benefits of doing some of that. Um, you know, the exit some prime. Uh, they've got industrial businesses. Sure, they're that exiting they're, it when you should be buying it. They have it. industrial they're, businesses, which in a very healthy economy, they're starting to look at divesting some of those. They just recently sold their plastics business. I saw that. A lot of talk about NBC. Either going to invest to. in NBC or exit. Do something with one way or the well, other there. that could there. be a bright spot. So I think between the yield that you can get on the stock and the opportunity for ongoing strategic change and evaluation, I mean, honestly, affected by the uh, by the finance units, which are about a third of earnings. Check out the leverage uh, on this, this puppy. This is less than eight times. This is less than eight times enterprise value to EBITDA all in. Yeah, because um, it's, we've it's all, We're only on about 10 to 11 times gross cash flow. And um, this is a this is you know a very well managed business with some interesting infra- global infrastructure, especially Jane, you wind energy. Slug. This stock is going uh, down. Plays. No, it is not. Not absolutely. No. GE. Well, it's is, already uh, cheap. You'll earn GDP. This is GDP a stock that's uh, coming. At, well, it's coming out of a a decade long swoon. And, Sorry about the Jane comment. I couldn't help. You're no one knows. There. No one. General Electric. Echo Imagination. Buy it. You want to own it. And with that, I'm going to with. Uh, you know, really a little more fanfare than was than I had for you. Uh, I'm Such gonna, a gentleman you know, in that way. Let's hear it right now for my colleague. Thank you. Values. Thank you very much. You're on the value guys. Oh, that was nice. All right, I'm going to pour a little bit of a, a little um, value. Uh, you got to hold, keep a finger oh, yeah. on the top. Vern again has gone all out up here at the cabin, and so we're just uh, availing ourselves here. Of his uh, just generous hostfulness up here. So uh, I'm going to be brief. I didn't do a lot of work. This is Val this week. Um, there's two stocks here I've known for a long time. One I think I might have talked about before, but I don't really remember because it's kind of a new name. Uh, and I'll start with that. Just Let's just get right into it. Not much else to say. The market's been good, and uh, yet these stocks seem cheap, and they seem like they have some uh, upside. Page 1099, a little company called Verigy, ticker V-R-G-Y. I really don't know much about this. 
uh, value line doesn't rate them right now. Comes on the radar in 2005 with negative cash flow. What do they do? They are a manufacturer of advanced test equipment for the memory and system on chip segments of the semiconductor industry. Well, I think the semiconductor industry is a commodity business. There's about eight companies all trying to get 20% market share. If you do the math, everyone's losing, you know, all the time and spending on CapEx. And while they're spending on CapEx, they want to do it efficiently, so they need to test, 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 so they don't waste a lot of money on dead ends and dopey ideas. And so if you manage to have a test equipment business, which these guys do, uh, you can win while the industry itself beats itself up all day long. Now, these guys were a spin-out of Hewlett-Packard in 2000. That's very interesting. It's probably a best-of-class test division in Hewlett-Packard, and they had economics around what they were serving there. Hewlett-Packard probably viewed them as a cost center, spins them out. Now they can get customers with the whole industry. They have economics at lower volumes, and bam, they're making money. They've got uh, a 17%. They had no operating margin in 05, 3% in 06, 14% in 07. Value line predicts 17% next year. Meantime, sales, uh, you know, not growing super fast, but, you know, they're probably trying to figure out how to have a sales force, that sort of thing. What I'm really attracted to is cash flow per share, 245, and uh, stock at you know 28 bucks. But then you look, they have 300 million dollars in cash, uh, 65 million shares. That's five bucks a share. So I'm looking at a 23 dollar stock, 245 in cash flow per share. Suddenly that's what uh, nine times uh, cash flow. That's 11 percent cash on cash. Not hard, to, not easy to find in this market. And, uh, you know. That's that's true, but Vern, and I'm peaking, surprised you know what I was peaking. even saying. But anyway, uh, Vern was actually out of the room, and now he chimes in. But anyway, uh, you're right. That's uh, that's an earnings yield of about you 11%. You didn't need to say that. I know. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out. Um, you have a lot of fans, though. I just want to say people are writing in for Vern, and uh, we encourage that here on the show. Um, I got two emails about Vern uh, this week. I evidently... Uh, I guess, you know, he, they, they, people think that he, he's got a nicer uh, costume than me, and uh, some contention over that. I mean, but anyway, that's what's been starch. going Starch. I use starch. You must have a secret. But to get back to this Verigy, test business, they're earning 20% on capital. They have no debt, 5 bucks a share in cash. They're just learning not how to— Not too much, of course. No, they're—what? Starch, not too no, much starch. No, just the right course. amount. Yeah. These guys have, just to tie that in, just the right amount of proprietary businesses. You see that segue? And I just check it out, VRGY, Verigy. I like this. I'm going to do work on it. I don't own that. Okay, Pitney Bowes, PBI, page 1133. We've talked about this before. The theme here is they have a toll booth on mailing stuff. Uh, and in addition to that, they, if they have an existing customer, they, they you know, are selling a lot of convenience at a tiny, tiny fee relative to the value of what they're providing, which is, you know, not having to go down to the mailbox or the post office or what have you. Uh, they're very levered, 85% debt to cap. I don't like that, but it's really like a it's utility. A jet flying over the cabin. Well, we're, we're in a... Listen to that. You know, we're in a zone wow. here today. Anyway, I thought you were leaving later, Vern. Are they here for you? No. Okay. No. Well, they'll just land. They'll wait. So, uh, Pitney Bowes, you know, they're going to get GDP. But they won't idle the engines. They'll shut them down. Will they? Good. Yeah. We want to yeah. preserve the fuel right. and save and nature. Ec- ecologically center. responsible. But uh, for those of you that are just uh, tuning in, we're talking about Pitney Bowes, or trying, trying, trying to talk about <laughs> Pitney Bowes. Page 1133, Value Line. 
they have a bit of a toll booth here. They're going to get GDP growth plus the growth of new business because they start a new business. You need one of these machines. According to Value Line, they're getting uh, very aggressive in moving uh, to more digital content. They're ahead of the I curve. I thought I was going to be able to just do stuff on my PC that would replace They had that. I remember bows. years ago, stamps.com. You can print your own stuff on the Internet. That just didn't work out. I can't tell you why. I think if you go to stamps.com, you can get that, and there's there's a little bit of market share. But now Pitney Bowes does that as well. They kind of the same thing that happened to uh, thank God it's yogurt when Baskin Robbins started selling yogurt. It's like oh, I can get it also over there, and that was that. So uh, they they maintain a a major share, and uh, they've got high returns. They're earning mid-teens on capital. They're trading at. 13 times free cash flow, about 9 times gross cash flow, and they're going to grow 8% or so. So I think that's just a put away. Uh, Pitney Bowes trades, uh, you know, 17% discount. Yeah, okay, what else you multiple. got? And I've got one other one. Um, it's an old line company. Here's my thesis on standard register, ticker SR, page 1134. The thesis is... Yeah, it's like last generation semi Well, that's not exactly the thesis. Uh, but uh, for those that don't know what Standard Register does, uh, you know, that gives you an idea of, of the problem. No one does, okay? So they, they're kind of an old line business. They provide, uh, produce, manage, and distribute printed and electronic documents, label solutions. It used to just to be labels uh, for cash registers, now called document security fulfillment services and things like that. <laughs> Um, they earn, you know, decent returns, but they've been rising, and they're moving digital. They're cutting cost out of their equation. Uh, even Value Line says they've been winning new contracts just at lower prices. Uh, and I think that uh, as they get costs down, this thing is going to you know, get a little bit of a margin here. Their depreciation is $50 million. They've got 29 million shares. They've got depreciation of a buck fifty. So while this thing says they, you know, trade at 40 times earnings or whatever... Uh, the weak earnings are masked by depreciation that comes from CapEx years ago. The model now has changed to where there's very little CapEx, more of a service model. Make your customer print the paper. Don't sell them paper. Sell them service. So their uh, assets are going down, return on capital going up. This is going to be a trend. They're maintaining the customer relationship. That's what's important. And uh, they're at, you know, five times gross cash flow, 215 a share. They could be the new Pitney Bowes? No, I don't know. To the to the cash register world, I think that's that's possible. Uh, they got a lot of debt, well, so yeah. equity is growing fast. And uh, even Value Line here says fourteen percent cash flow growth, trading at five times gross cash flow, ladies and gentlemen. Nine times free cash flow. That's eleven percent, and growth's going to be fourteen percent. This is a twenty five percent return. If I ever saw one, Standard Register ticker SR, page eleven thirty four. I I got a hand that's it, it to you. That, Get psyched that, up. That looks better than either of my two equipment. Well, this looks pretty good. They're just transitioning a from a, a high peak cost. Of some kind. No, and it's about, no, it's just it's a company that's erode. just learning that computers and email can replace big binders filled with crap. That's well, all. Let's see, return on equity, a return on capital forecast next year to be the best in a decade. They're just figuring it out. Well, They're successfully migrating the business model by no, maintaining right. the customer. Have been wandering in the wilderness, They're accepting lower prices to, to keep the customer, now. and they're lowering Except their for cost. for being down last year. Right. But, but be, you know, they, yeah, the forecast to go up. Anyway, that's all I have. <laughs>
and Vern. What about uh, that one? You're not going to talk about Franklin that one? Electric. Well, I, I don't know how much time do we have. Where um, are we? I haven't been keeping track. But Franklin Electric, F E L E. We've talked about it before. You know, ticker it up. Our XML can just drop into Excel. You have an index by uh, by ticker. But, you know, this one is interesting. They gave up a relationship with some pump makers because they have a great motor. They're going to give their first heads up on how that's going in the marketplace uh, next week in a, in a conference call. First information on this company in seven months is this whole new model evolves between Franklin Electric, which makes a great motor, and ITT and, uh, and Pentair. It's a big battle, battle of the pump companies. It's on a past show. Check it out, Franklin Electric, F-E-L-E. But other than that, I like the standard register, and I like this little Verigee. I like two this week. So that's uh, all I have. And GE, break it up, break it up, break it up. Okay. So we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone.